When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, diddly ho, neighborino. Welcome to another episode of Only Stupid Answers, coming to you live from your phone and or computer. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. You best believe it. Who are we? <laughs> We're just the people that let ourselves into your home and your car and your workplace. It's old Sam Basher joining, as always. Mr. DJ Wolder. Hello, that's me. How do we we're get just, in here? We just turn around and we're there doing it's the podcast. It's me. <laughs> and it's, it's like me. in Toy Story 4 where they just keep growing taller. I've ever showed you that um, clip from Lost Highway. I don't know what that it's, is. Okay, so it's a David Lynch movie called Lost Highway. And I saw this scene before I saw the movie. Uh, and it is it is it works on that nightmare logic where it's like it feels like you've had a nightmare like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll show it to you. But it's basically this guy comes up to Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman's the main character. Comes up to him in a party. Uh, and, um, he says something along the lines, like, he's like, he talks as if they know each other and he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you let me know your home. I'm there now. Call me. And he hands him a, a mobile phone and mm-hmm. he calls him and he picks up from his home while he's standing in front of him. Is it clone? Or it's, is it it's not, it's yeah, it's it, it very much you, you hear, hear about movies that work on dream logic. Lost Highway very much works on nightmare logic uh. where nothing quite adds up, but you just don't feel great the whole time. <laughs> It's actually it's a really good movie, and there's a twist in it that genuinely like completely threw me for a loop. Like I was like, I'm sitting down, I'm watching a Dave Lynch movie, I'm ready for everything, mm-hmm. and then it happened. I'm like, wait, what's going on right now? Well, here's a question for you that yes. ties it back to the thesis of the episode. Yes, would you ever see Lost Highway on the Disney Plus app? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you sure can find over three thousand other handy dandy titles. Where are those Touchstone movies going? Good question. They are there. That's just direct. Oh, that's and right. Turner and Hooch. My yeah. Dad, my, I, dad, my dad watched Turner and Hooch and liked it more than Mandalorian. I have a soft spot in my heart for Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch rules when he's yeah. walking the dog outside the car. Yeah. Which I've seen someone do, and that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen someone walk their dog Tom outside Hanks their is car. Great, yeah. man. Did you know a uh, fun interview, or not, actually not so fun interview, but mm-hmm. um, I, if I'm remembering correctly, you know what? I'm going to look it up. Look it up. There's a little bit of drama about Turner and Hooch that involves Henry Winkler. Okay, hold um, on. So while you're while you're looking that up, for those of you that are wondering, what is this podcast I'm listening to that's talking about uh, Disney Plus and Lost Highway and Turner, Turner and Hooch, Hooch and all that? Uh, every week we like to talk about our favorite things in pop culture, some of the biggest things in pop culture. We like to talk about movies. TV shows. Comics. Video games. And basically anything else we want to... And otherworldly activities. <laughs> otherworldly <laughs> activities. Mm. This week in the multiverse. Um, we're, so that's it. That's what we're doing. And this week we're going to be talking about Disney Plus because it's been out for a couple of weeks at this point. And our thoughts and our feelings. Because people have been sharing their thoughts and their feelings uh, quite adamantly on the internet. Um, and we've got Mandalorian. If you want our specific thoughts on the Mandalorian... Um, we've reviewed the first three episodes. Those are up on um, YouTube.com slash Only Stupid Answers. My story for you, really yeah. quick, very important. Henry Winkler directed Turner and Hooch for two weeks and was fired. Oh, no. And he said apparently, he, he vaguely says, and everyone's like, run with this with mm-hmm. headlines. It's not what he said. Yeah. But he's basically like, 
it, it kind of had to do with Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm, he's he's never said anything bad about Tom Hanks, but it's yeah. clear that he's just like choosing to talk around it. Um, and everyone's like, he, they've had a feud for thirty years, and it's like probably not. They, yeah, they probably they seem like both very nice gentlemen. They, I mean, if it was Henry Winkler, I'd be obviously upset if you yeah. got fired two weeks into directing and he just kept complimenting the dog when he was talking about he's like great dog love yeah, the dog love the dog love the dog yeah <laughs> oh man Henry Winkler is so great in Barry mm-hmm. he's so good and yeah. he's great he's a good boy good boy he's a, he's a good boy and you know what there's a there's a lot of other good stuff on Disney Plus but before we get into that yes let's get into what we're into this week yeah so every week we like to start off with something not people aren't talking about a lot and just just something that might interest us interest us might be in our wheelhouse Sam Mm -hmm. what are you into this week Oh, okay. I know. It's the Good Place podcast. I had another thing, but I forgot it. Yeah, <laughs> and so, that's always fun. Uh, if you guys are a fan of The Good Place, which the new season's great. Yes. I mean, very good. The last last few episodes, but last episode in particular was superlative. Yeah, it was... Man, they really know... Mike Schur is doing something real special with that show. And yeah. I'm very bummed it's ending because they're doing... They, they said they're just doing four seasons. That's what he wanted. And then yeah. they're going to be done. And a nice, like, even 58 episodes or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um... And uh, that'll be it. And I uh, I gotta be honest. I really, especially after this week's episode, there's always there's like one episode a season where I'm like, yeah, I really relate to Chidi. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> I really relate to Chidi. And you're supposed like you're supposed to at, at points like even with Tani, even though like we don't live the life that she did, but yeah. you understand her actions of trying to be a good person, but for the absolutely wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jason is just, is, just a, is yeah. a fun. Is, there's a reason why he died so young. <laughs> And Eleanor is the most even keel person that you that you get. She's a bad person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she always does things that maybe regular people occasionally do. Yeah. But then we justify around it. Like, I like the very the type of trash person Kristen Bell's character is. Yeah. And how good she is at playing that. Mm-hmm. And she, she's a real trash person. Yeah, she's a real trash person. She's really good at like uh, like with Veronica Mars. Like Veronica Mars has some deep seated unpleasant. So there's unpleasant aspects of her personality, but Kristen Bell's playing her, so you can't not like her. Like you just, there's just this like, uh, there's this magnetism that she has, and it's a real gift, mm-hmm. you know. And like in the first season, Eleanor, her character, at one point, lets someone walk in front of her in a line, and she gets really excited that she chose to do something good. But then when she comes back to the person to brag about it, she's yeah. like, "Well, you're bragging about it." And second, did you remember to get the thing I asked you to get? He's like, "No, I was so happy. Like, can you go get it? No, <laughs> like I'm so tired. Like it's such a good performance." Anyways. Mark Evan Jackson, who plays Sean on mm-hmm. The Good Place, he also plays Tom Haverford's lawyer on Parks and Rec, who buys oh, out. Wow. Yeah, he was on that, and also he, he plays is the um, captain's boy, husband. Yeah, on, on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, and he's amazing. He yeah. has it's like a librarian that's more mobile. Again, <laughs> <laughs> like, he's he is what NPR sounds like. Yeah. Uh, all of it. Uh, he's amazing, and he hosts this show. And each ep- they go episode by episode talking about it with actors, writers, the show creator, mu- yeah. uh, musicians, editors, uh, script supervisors. Like they bring everybody on. And sometimes I'm like, oh, the prop department. Like, yeah. Yeah, all right, we'll talk about it. But the way they talk about it, it's so cool. Where they're like, yeah, in the first season, they talked to costuming, and I was like, um, but in the first episode where there's like the glitch and everyone's wearing the same pattern, and it's yeah. the colors of the Michigan State. That pattern doesn't exist whatsoever and they made so much of it because they have to have i think 80 people wearing the same outfit and they're yeah. like oh we have to come up with a reason to do this again because it's like they're just getting dusty now we we can't sell them to anyone yeah. who gives a shit about all of this and also like there can't be any red in the first season no one can wear red anywhere mm-hmm. it was very distinctly like everyone's green because green is good green yeah. means go everything's good except for janet wore purple because she's like a neutral 
being outside of what's happening yeah. but they most interestingly uh jason manzoukas came on and he's a wonderfully talented improv uh actor and usually on deck shepherd's podcast he even talked about that like sometimes directors just hire him just to come in and shake things up when they think the script's not like the, the jokes aren't landing the way yeah. they want and he'll come in and just like be the wild card yeah. and they'll figure out basically he'll improv like for three hours and then they'll just cut together a scene out of all of his jokes that he does i'm nice. like it's a pretty cool job to have yeah. like if you're good if he is as good as like everyone says that's pretty cool anyways when you talk about his character derek which quick synopsis is that he's basically like if someone had a loose idea of what a human is and mm-hmm. then quickly assembled it so his brain doesn't work quite right so the writers who some of their writers are some of the most talented comedians i've 100%. ever heard they they would write his lines in the plainest English possible, then translate it into another language mm-hmm. and on Google Translate, then do it again into another language, then take that and translate it back into English and then write it out that yeah. way. And so if you watch his first episode, sometimes his he says enough mm-hmm. uh, to for you to get it, but then he, a couple of his lines will be fully backwards. Yeah. It's so funny. And him and Darcy Carden, who plays Janet, they all their so scenes funny. are together. They were in, in, in improv together for like 12 plus years. Oh, so wow. They came up in ucb in new york so uh and she used to fun fact used to be the nanny to bill Hader's kid when before she was like an actress yeah. and before she moved out to la and she has one of the most attractive husbands i've ever seen they always made jokes like oh he's so hot and everyone on the crew was like yeah he's like crazy hot yeah. and i was like <laughs> i looked and i was like oh, <laughs> yeah he's a good looking fellow yeah darcy Carden's miss mr darcy Carden, <laughs> mr yeah uh lovely mr darcy Carden. yeah uh he's a good he's a good looking fellow uh, mm-hmm. And everyone always jokes about that he's a handsome boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he looks like guys we know, but and also he's a he works on like SNL and all these other shows. It's it's a he's good a, for them. Yeah, they're gonna have a very attractive babies mm-hmm. one day. Anyways, check out the podcast if you're a fan. I know Danny M. If you're listening, we both are listening to the Watchmen podcast. It comes out every three episodes of Watchmen, so on the third, on the sixth, and on the ninth. Damon Lindelof, the show creator, and Craig Mazin, who does the Script Notes podcast, as well as the creator of chernobyl they sit together and they just discuss everything they in some is spoiler filled and some's not like they they no. really dive into like and man da- damon lindelhoff does such a good job where he's like thank you for your praise but it's the writers who make this show as good as it is like yeah. he's like and they would have like book clubs where they'd sit down and just reread watchmen like every week and they'd like oh cool and they'd go over because they're like yeah this uh it's important that we get every detail because every time you read it, there's more and more and more things. Yeah. And then they design the show that way as well, where it's like, uh, like when you mentioned it when we did our review for the first episode, where the man who's pulled over in the truck, he is listening to hip hop music, but also he's got a charger, but also he's got this and this. Yeah. It's like these little tiny things that are just slightly different, and that's it's a cool the world building usually in I always think YA movies where it's like ah the Imaginarium and the yeah. Magisterium and the whatever and Lithiometer and mm-hmm. I'm talking about one specific show yeah. um, gets a little uh, heavy yeah I think that's a really good point and it might come up later um, as we talk about shows on Disney Plus and stuff but I think you're right I think a lot of people a lot of when people read fantasy literature and stuff like that fiction and stuff they think world building is the in this world there's flying horses and the entire society yeah. but I think what good world building is is making you believe in that reality getting you in the place where you're like oh i can see how things work here and i think that's something that that made game of thrones exceptional because with the stuff 
that existed. It was so grounded in because you know, we are most of our fantasy fiction is based around you know the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages, stuff like that. It was so grounded in that that like uh, and to the point where George R. R. Martin kind of got lost in the weeds and like when we're going <laughs> to the, like the big bank where there it's like I'm glad you know that that exists and how that works. I don't know if we need to be stopping there as an audience, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's the the stuff that makes it feel real. It's not about like whatever made up words or made up names you have. It's about making surrounding the audience in a world that they believe in. And another good example, I actually think, is um, Bring Bad and Better Call Saul. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you don't think about it as much because it's not fantasy, but like spending the time to figure out how things work in that world to to where whether it's realistic or not. Is it believable? Mm-hmm. Does That's more important. Believe it. You like, know? can can these people get away with what they're doing in this world? Yeah. What's the hierarchy when it comes to the drug trafficking and, and trading yeah. and, and, and not the let, distribution and not letting yourself take lazy outs of like, why do they get out? Because they're the main character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, you have to forcing yourself in a position to do better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, speaking of lazy things, uh, newest episode of Rick and Morty. Did you watch it? Yes. Uh, best joke is his space. There's a Mount Space Everest. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, like Space Hillbillies or yeah, yeah. Beverly oh, Hillbillies. Hillbillies. <laughs> I don't get the reference. He's like, oh, well, maybe you should be more cultured so you get my fucking jokes. <laughs> Wait, but actually, in, in Good Place and Rick and Morty are a good example of kind of this using nonsense to to flesh out your world because when you're dealing with concepts that are outside of normal understanding of time and space, like one of my favorite examples for myself to go to in, um, uh, good place is Jeremy Mm Barramy because when they first introduced him, I'm like, that's because writing fiction is like my own concepts of how time travel or that stuff would work or being outside of time and all. And I was like, and I was like, what they're talking about is that specifically when it came to cheating in that episode, the idea of like, you're so out of, normal human experience that it's nonsense yeah it's it's there's there's no way for a human to like quantify it or make it it just is meaningless what's the dot yeah what's What's the the dot dot? (laughs) the dot broke me yeah (laughs) it's It's everything uh, and nothing tuesdays and Mm. july yeah yeah. or nothing and nothing and that's where nothing never happens happens. yeah (laughs) Yeah. the dot broke me and it's the same thing with like multiverse tv on rick and morty and stuff like that because (laughs) because when you read comics it's like it's it's Superman, but he's got gray hair and Lois Lane died and his ass is cooler. Mm-hmm. That's what a multiverse is. But it's not unreasonable to think that like the reality was so different. It would be nonsense. Mm-hmm. It'd be gobbledygook. It'd be like two people shouting in each other. You wouldn't know. You know what I mean? It's like when you listen to somebody um, having a conversation in another language. Mm-hmm. It sounds like nothing mm-hmm. if you don't know, if you don't know the language. You know, and that. I, so the point is whatever tools you use – to craft your world as long as it, it the internal logic makes sense and as long as it has weight on your characters. Like your characters have to deal with that reality and don't get to bend the rules just because they're the main character. Fun fact. Yeah. Uh, it's just some Easter eggs because when it comes to world building, Good Place hides a lot. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of fun jokes where at one point where season two, there are reboots happening. Yeah. And they go to Mindy's and they're like, yeah, you've been here a bunch. Like, yeah. And they're like, I started writing down your plans and one of them was catch that magic panda, use her powers. And it's like, yeah, that was Jason. But when they tear down the neighborhood, yeah. the VFX artist 
made a teleporting panda in the sky that was going around and he's like yeah i didn't tell anybody i put that (laughs) it was just like if you watch it the magic panda is there because no one knows what that is because it was just in one reboot best reboot my favorite is when they look at memories it was like so is chidi trapped in the magic purple space bubble yes (laughs) is he in pain tremendously (laughs) and then they cut out and apparently they went through all the trouble of like okay we're going to show these reboots and we're going to show funny jokes from them, but the internal logic has to make sense of why Michael chose to do that. Yeah. So they wrote out this, the outline, basically, of how that reboot worked. Yeah. Like, there's one where, if you watch it, when, like, Eleanor's figuring it out, where there's a clown, like, robot on a on a hoverboard that goes by, and it's like, oh, we're in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. It's so... And, they, they yeah, the writers were like, yeah, Michael uh, Schur was like, yeah, we... Because they have time to do this, they're like, we want to make sure that it all makes sense. Like, it yeah. can be outlandish and, and weird because it's, it's a good place, yeah. but it has to make sense. And I love that they put the effort in there. And also, like, whenever they would write eth- ethic papers, the props department would write up ethic papers. They yeah. would reach them. And some of them would be written in crayon because that's Jason. Or mm-hmm. it's like, uh, and other ones would be like Tahani where it's like a calligraphy and stuff. Like, yeah. they, they if you watch it, there's so many. Oh, uh, at one point, Chidi wants to write uh, a, Kier- a Kierkegaard rap. And he starts yeah. to rap it. And then he he's, they're like, that's a bad idea. And he's like, cool. And he picks up like 500 papers and he throws them. <laughs> 20 of those papers have a have the full rap on it. That's fine. And they never released it. But they wrote it. They, that's yeah. how far ahead they're thinking. And this podcast... I fully endorse it uh, if you're at all interested in like show creation, especially if you're a fan of Michael Schur and that cast. I've talked a long time. Your turn. Uh, another good example of world building is the Avatar series and Korra, which you're doing your rewatch now. Um, where can people find that? One more time with Sam Bashur. Yeah. So uh, that's another good example where they, you know, there's the people can manipulate the four elements and everything else kind of every, how every nation functions, all that stuff is built out of that. And whenever they introduce a new thing it all has to come out of, we don't just get plant benders. Mm-hmm. It's not suddenly, Oh, there's just new benders. It's a person that can bend the water, but he's bending it in the plant. It all follows the internal logic that we've already established. Mm. Uh, we don't just invent new things just because. And also like they never really establish new governments or anything like that. It's no. like, this is a dictatorship. Yeah. Fully. This is a totalitarian government. This one's still a monarchy. Yeah. This one's basically like a group of tribes. Like yeah, it's yeah. A, if at most it's a, and it's based off cultures in our own world yeah. so that, that you can use those elements and each, each bending style is based off an actual martial art mm-hmm. so that when they do their movements and th- which also helps avoid the, the I, a big pet peeve of mine is in fantasy stuff. It's like you need to learn to use your power more do more and then they just will it into doing better they just feel like it's in the flash like barry run faster or it's in voltron where it's just like i gotta think harder to do the thing believe in the line by making the the magic in that universe based off actual martial arts there's a tangible way that they can improve their abilities yeah oh that's a great point yeah Yeah, that you can if you take the time and you practice yeah you will get you'll get that skill it's also a really cool element in my hero academia um i think one of the great, best examples that I recently ran into is the person that can phase through things. Finally, and how he, I was waiting for you to get to that person because he rules. Yeah, when he has to explain, it basically sounds like a nightmare. Like yeah. his ability actually sounds like a waking nightmare. That like if he makes his eyes phase through, he light moves through him, so he he's blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's functionally blind. So he's got to figure out how to to manipulate that. But I like the, he, all the way back to the beginning of the show when um, Deku's about to get his power. He's like, well, actually. You don't just get to have powers. You have to work out and be healthy and be physically ready to have that happen. It's like that's it will kill you if you don't smart. do that. That's smart. I like the one where it was they're explaining that they just don't you know can't understand the quirks. That's what they call them. No. So people don't follow it, but like 
uh, someone spits a little bit of water out of their finger mm-hmm. and they're like, that's all the quirk is. It's like, actually, no, they manipulate m- moisture. It's just coming out of their finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they focus, they can basically move all moisture in the atmosphere. Yeah. It's like, that's cool. Yeah, and it's just, it's those, paying attention to those details. So speaking of all that, you mentioned um, uh, Watchmen and everything, mm-hmm. and uh, Alan Moore's 66th birthday uh, happened um, this week uh, right before our recording. And an interview he did, I want to say it was for a Brazilian outlet. Portuguese. Portuguese. Well, I but mean, you might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I, in Portuguese. I believe it was for Port- but anyways, Portugal. Portugal, yeah. They they just translated into English and it was circular. It was off of a blog that's an Alan Moore fan. And uh, it's it was fascinating. I tweeted out at DJ Talks Trash. It's fascinating to the thought process of that gentleman. It's like reading something like Grant Morrison, all Grant Morrison's you know what? And it's funny reading Alan Moore uh, review. He does, he's not particularly cranky. He's just very. He has a very specific worldview, mm-hmm. and he's he's very dedicated to the things he believes in. And so there's a part in the interview where they ask him like, "Hey, so I think this question was like, oh, what inspired you to write V for Vendetta?" And basically he's like, "Listen, I don't own the rights to that." Uh, any oh, work yeah. that I don't own the rights to, um, he says like an adult profession, which I don't know like. People that make movies, usually the studio owns the rights to the movie. I don't, I yeah. guess, writing novels. I don't really know what writing specifically. Writing novels usually, I mean, a lot of the time, publishers own it. Yeah. But creators can own the book, which is what he assumed. You know, you've, we've heard it before. Yeah, but point is, he's like, I don't get to own those works. And it's too painful for me to associate with them since the, 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 he doesn't use these words, but like they're like my babies and I don't get to dictate how they're interpreted or how they're used or how they're adapted or any of that stuff. So I've disavowed them and I don't think about them and that's what's best for me. And it's like, that's, I mean, whatever works for you, man. Like if you're happier that way, mm-hmm. I guess I'm glad you're happier. Dave Gibbons is probably happier because of that money. <laughs> that money he's getting mm-hmm. from Watchmen or whatever, but he's, he's a, he, listen, he's a man of conviction. I'd say maybe just go check out the Alan Morse full interview as well, because yeah. it's, it, it's, He's just an interesting man to put yeah. it very, very lightly. <laughs> well, and you talk about all the detail that's in Watchmen, and it's like that's that's he puts a lot of effort into his work and a lot of thought into his work, and he and he takes what he's doing seriously. I after reading it, I wanted to check out um, Jerusalem, his new book. Yeah, it came out book. in twenty sixteen. Yeah, but it's uh, it's a lot. It's a lot, and and uh, so I, maybe not. You know, maybe I'll get an audiobook someday and I'll listen to it over the course of a couple of years. Is it a novel? Or? Yes. Mm. Yeah, it's a full um, uh, prose novel. And I do like that people um, uh, ask them about, it, like, um, he, he says, I might return to comics down the line, but right now I'm doing this. Uh, I did watch V for Vendetta recently, November, yeah. like, 1st or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I really dug it. Like, yeah. I really dug it. Because we were talking about it, and it was my memory of it was, like, less fond. But it, I forgot that it's fully a revenge story it's it's a perfectly solid movie it yeah. is it is a it, it is of of his adapt, adaptations i would say it's pretty on point i know his frustration because the way that movie is set up is that v is basically a good guy and the i mean like he but in that in that interpretation he's a good guy in the comic it's very much anarchy versus totalitarianism mm-hmm. as opposed to let's just throw overthrow totalitarianism it's more like hey let's burn down all governments Interesting. Because so it's a more challenge. From what I understand, I haven't had a chance to read V for Vendetta before. I understand it's a more challenging text. With looking at other Alan Moore adaptation, I'm like, yeah, that probably tra- tracks. I so I would say rewatching it, I don't get that vibe necessarily that he is the hero yeah. because he's 
pretty fucking I, I by the end of the movie you hate him yeah. you hate him fully like he is not a a good person but the uh, uh, the biggest takeaway is the score like mm-hmm. honestly hugo weaving does a really good job behind that mask yeah. he has a lot of heavy lifting um i forgot that the rest of the time he's wearing prosthetics on his arms and yeah. everything and i'm like yeah that's maybe is that why he thought he could work his way up to red <laughs> red skull and wear that and it's like he's still bad um I, I didn't. I didn't find it so much that he was seen as a hero in that movie because rewatching, I kind of just forgot what he was about in that yeah. movie, what he was doing, and like besides the taking down of the government, it yeah. was totalitarian and everything. It was. He is a far. He's a very challenging character, and I forgot what he did to Natalie Portman's character mm-hmm. throughout that film, and it's harrowing mm-hmm. to say the least. Yeah. Um, really glad there's no like sexual violence in that movie, mm-hmm. as far as I remember yeah. yeah as far as i don't remember and i don't know if there's any in the in the graphic novel i would i wouldn't be surprised because there is sexual violence in like other yeah. versions of his in other uh works from alan moore that being said worth watching and that's another movie that we won't be seeing on the disney plus app anytime soon no who made that i'm probably warner brothers okay yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. oh yeah yeah probably i don't even know why i'm asking that question they it might it. be on hbo max it might be. Yeah. So speaking of, of these apps, um, go to patreon.com slash only stupid answers. No, uh, uh, we do. If you want to see our reviews early for Watchmen, uh, for, for Mandalorian, uh, any behind the scenes content with us, um, shows like this, you can watch live. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash only stupid answers. Uh, so that's our, our plug for our little app. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Disney plus I was thinking about this, um, how earlier today, how I actually think HBO Max might be in a pretty good spot when it comes to Disney Plus because Disney is so targeting the family and, and PG-13 and below that Warner Brothers gets the opportunity to be like, oh, yeah, we're the grown-up app, especially with the HBO label. They get to have stuff like Titans and Doom Patrol, which we review on um, YouTube.com slash Only Stupid Answers, um, but all the HBO content, which is definitely adult skewing, to movies that are more adult skewing. I, I, I've always been like confused why they decided the HBO brand was the brand to do this new app with, but it definitely distinguishes them from it. Yeah, Dan, Disney's doing the family stuff. We're for the grown-ups. Yeah, this is like, but this and, is like the premium. Yeah, table. and that that I, I think that whether they utilize it well or not, I think it's smart on their part to not, in in kind of a way, not directly compete with Disney. Mm-hmm. The one that's going to struggle the most between the both of these is Netflix. Oh, I was going to say Peacock. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Peacock is that Universal? Yeah. It, well, good luck, man. But like, uh, yeah, Fast and Furious, like, Mummy, The Office, Friends. I mean, those aren't nothing. No, those not. aren't nothing. No, but I, I, I've already watched The Office like ninety times. I got no. it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't know what happens. I got it. I might get it for the Good Place. No, no I don't. You know what? That's a show I don't. I yeah, actually yeah. go out and buy like physical copies of the Good Place. Especially it's only four seasons. It doesn't take up a lot of room on the shelf. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting the streaming wars. Um, the great it, streaming. The great wars. streaming wars, and I know the the head of um, Warner Brothers was talking about how. They kind of want HBO Max to be the beginning of. He's like, at some point, these things have to reconsolidate, and so we're kind of hoping that we're the forefront of that. And I was like, you know what, man, I don't fucking know. I, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> not like. But when you say it like that, it's like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm, 
I'm and Disney's surprised. already kind of doing it with the Hulu ESPN bundle, which is great. Yeah. I, I dig it, but I, it's super confusing that yeah, Disney has made such a strong stance against R-rated stuff. Not, it's just that it, it, Netflix, HBO Max, Hulu, all these platforms have wide-spanning audience availability. The content yeah. uh, is available for every single audience you can think of. Yeah. Netflix actually does a really good job uh, investing in uh, international films and movies so, so yeah. people overseas can watch things that we wouldn't normally check out, but that doesn't right. matter. Like, I know there's a bunch of people who are really into this like Korean soap opera right now, and like some people were telling me I should watch it. Watch a clip of it. Seemed super interesting, I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, it might yeah. be way up my alley. I remember there was a Korean something that when uh, Game of Thrones was going to be out there for two seasons, they're like, uh, one of these websites I follow was like, you guys should check out this Korean thing i was reading up i was like you know maybe man i I don't know it sounds compelling and netflix is a cool platform that allows for that kind of that kind of environment to flourish which is nice and it's just strange that like where on other streaming platforms there are is room for more adult oriented content and for and of course i know disney i get the brand i understand it fully but there is room for people to make content that could be available on the streaming service here's i think the argument they have hulu and so that's where, because I know all the FX content's going to go on Hulu. I've got to be honest with the whole, I, I know with people's jobs and everything, like I understand um, the the problems with Disney absorbing Fox and all that stuff. As far as content goes, my more direct fear as far as content goes is what happens to FX. Because FX has, has been consistently generating some of my favorite shows mm-hmm. for over a decade now, for like a long couple decades probably at this point. Um, uh, right now they have Pose. Uh, we still watch American Horror Story. It's Always Sunny. Uh, it's Always Sunny. That's a Disney-owned uh, brand now. Which is insane. And uh, I know they announced that Hulu is going to be the home for those, which is cool because I already have Hulu. I don't need to jump through extra hoops to make that happen. It's just like, please, please just don't. You have please, the longest-running sitcom of all time yeah. right now. Uh, yeah, sitcom. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 not running show, but yeah. just sitcom uh, with It's Always Sunny. And yeah. And Pose is just breaking all sorts of um, just ground yeah. on the idea of trans representation and all that stuff. So it's like, don't, please don't, <laughs> please don't mess with it. You guys, I, I, I like the idea of Hulu being there for like the like for Fox's content and FX and everything. Yeah. And if R rated content needs to go over there, sure. But when you look at the Disney Plus app, you see the Marvel logo, and you're yeah. like, that's the vertical for all Marvel stuff or whatever yeah. they cycle in there. And that's what you're paying for. Yeah. It is a good pitch to get the bundle if you want to. So you can, like, because ESPN's not on the Disney Plus app, even yeah. though that's one of their big, they make a lot of money from yes. that. And so that, I understand the argument for that. I just wouldn't mind if there if the door was open for so, adult content on there. I know we're talking about Disney Plus, mm-hmm. but I think this leads to a question I've had. What do you think they're going to do with Deadpool? That's what that's what I'm talking about. So yeah. that's why I'm like bringing it up because it's because they're, they're that, gonna make the move. They're gonna make another movie, and it's in all. I mean, it's everybody's been like, no, we're gonna let it be R. Deadpool made money. We're gonna make it R. But then they tried the whole PG thirteen one. It bombed. And, you know, it, but it just makes me wonder, like, what do they do with Deadpool, and what does that mean for characters like Punisher and Blade? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because on the one hand, like on you go to Disney Plus, they've got the Spider Man animated series I grew up with, um, and guess who showed up on episodes of that? Blade and Punisher. So theoretically, maybe you could have them be a part of your PG thirteen. I mean, Maleficent had people dying left, right, and center, and vampires aren't that scary for kids. And you know what? When you go back to the original Blade, they are, are but when it's classic Buffy the Vampire Slayer rules, when he kills them, they become ash. Yeah. So okay, so Blade maybe can get. 
Punisher's the rough, Punisher's the roughest one because it's like it's full violence. Like. It is. But I mean, like you. I think back to one. It's Winter. I think I think back to Winter Soldier a lot because it's one of my favorite superhero movies. Period. Um, it's awesome. But that opening sequence is like if you think about the body count, it's like crazy violent because mm-hmm. you've got Black Widow shooting people. I mean, Captain he, America fully. If you think about what happens, Captain America fully fully decapitates a guy with a shield. Well, it's shown on camera. Bucky kicks someone into a jet engine. That's right. Yeah, he gets kicked up and then yeah. sucked down. And, and that's then, in the Marvel and movie. And then he, uh, what's his face? Um, well, gets yanked out of the car and gets hit by a truck. So maybe Punisher. I mean, maybe. Yeah. And there's, and I think the the most the toughest stuff with the Deadpool movies is like, yeah, the kills are fun when they're like ultra violent. Like it's, yeah. it's it's fun to watch that. But also since he regenerates, you kind of want to see the violence when it yeah. comes to that. Like, and when also, he, when he grows cur- his legs back. The the I mean, those jokes. A lot of those jokes rely on the blue humor to like work mm-hmm. at all i will say so violence because of the culture we live in violence is easier to get around because you also think about outside of the marvel stuff dark knight's pg-13 yeah and that's dark yeah <laughs> that is, is some that is some dark shit yeah and uh that's yeah it is there's a, a guy point. with a bomb inside of him no cursing like i almost no cursing and not even a hint of sexuality in that movie <laughs> Everyone's basically Barbie dolls. That's how they. That's how they. Ba- that's how they. Uh, they got away with it because I, I know for me when I was coming up, one of the most violent movies I saw that was PG thirteen was Lord of the Rings, and that's another one. It's like no cursing, not even uh, and, and barely orc- any romance in that movie, let alone sexuality. Isn't orc blood like kind of goes all over the place though? Like it's like it's oh, it's a little bit, but it's like black. It but someone gets decapitated. Oh yeah, it's yeah. crazy violent. The yeah. one that blew my mind as a kid is when Legolas shoots that arrow through an orc's eye. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how they handle that. Um, and because I kind of hope, I kind of hope they don't do like, cool. Yeah, Deadpool is still Deadpool, but it still had, deals with the Fox brand and is outside of what we're doing over here. It's like don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. I want him to be. I want Captain America to be able to pop up when he makes as an old septuagenarian that he makes fun of or whatever. What if they made like Marvel Knights, uh, like not Marvel Knights, but like a Marvel Studios like. You remember like Dark Universe's logo? Because you watch The Mummy, yeah, so you yeah, see yeah. the Dark Universe logo that will never be used yes. again. Uh, what if they did like a Marvel logo like that where it kind of like went to like a darker hue or something? I think that I... With the Fox brand because it's something that's... It's a, it's yeah. a degree away because you want to use like Hellstrom and you want to use like Ghost Rider and you want to use all use these Hellstrom? characters. I mean, that show... I know, but I think they're letting that... It's like, that's your last one. That's your last one, Jeff Loeb. Enjoy it. Didn't you already leave? He's looking. From what I understand, he's, reports, looking, he's looking. He's looking for. He's looking for his next. Uh, his next big thing. But I actually think that'd be really smart. And you let you let um, Deadpool and Blade. Because even though yes, Blade can be PG thirteen. The franchise is known as like an R rated franchise. What if they use the Hulu brand? Since they bought the Fox brand and they, they they're releasing movies underneath it, so they could still use that. Yeah. But what if they use the Hulu brand the way Amazon and Netflix are like bidding for, like wins at the at. Uh, Oscars and Emmys and everything like that. What if Hulu was like their little foot in the door when it came to uh, streaming, like premium streaming services? Not that yeah, Disney maybe. Plus isn't good and it's making original content that could be nominated. Like Mandalorian, of course, is. I think it's going to be up for something at the Emmys. Yeah. But maybe Hulu is the one where you get your like they got Handmaid's Tale. Disney yeah. owns Handmaid's Tale. Uh, has a controlling stake in hands. I mean, yeah, yeah, I bet she's going to be walking around the theme park very soon. <laughs> she's going to be in Disneyland. We got to get out of very here very soon. We should help that woman. 
So, um, yeah, the helper escape. <laughs> the helper. It's one of the new worlds. You got to help the handmaid escape. Yeah. And, the, uh, and the harrowing new, uh, what do they call Oh, is it a dark ride? Is that what they call it? Like, dark ride, yeah. yeah, for Pirates of the Caribbean and, and uh, Haunted Mansion. So, uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they deal with all that. It is, it is just a little bit like when you hear like execs were worried about, um, I think they were worried about Jojo Rabbit and they were worried I, but about was like, uh, Ford v. Ferrari. And it's like, no, they were just, worried about Ford v. Ferrari? Yeah, just because it's like, I, that, that was what my about understanding. It? <laughs> I don't know, but just like, because it's not, does it fit the Disney brand? It's like, don't, don't do this. Put, put Logan on the app, <laughs> God damn it. Put it on. <laughs> put Logan put on a that. censored version of the, la- what if they put the PG-13 holiday version of Deadpool 2 on the app? Yeah, look, it's fun, kids. Yeah, yeah. Once upon a time on, on a Deadpool or whatever. Once upon a Deadpool. That's Once upon is. a Deadpool. Once upon a time in Deadpool. Yeah, it'd be interesting if they keep utilizing the Fox brand and they use it for the the more intense stuff. What so Deadpool Blade? What are some other ones? That Ghost could, Rider. Ghost you, Rider. You yeah. don't have to, but they could They're, be really cool. Yeah. My I'm gonna brag. My nephew is now getting into comics. My nephew is now Ghost Rider. The Ghost Rider. Yeah. Well, his favorite superhero is now Ghost Rider because he's cool. Skull, and uh, it, it's it's Johnny it's Johnny Cage. Johnny uh, Blade. Blade. The motorcycle yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Johnny Cage. Uh, yeah. He's. Or Mortal Kombat. Mortal Jeez, Kombat. Yeah. It's okay if you mix those up <laughs> around me. I, they are basically interchangeable in my brain. Because yeah. um, some have monsters. Both have monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chun Li is. One significantly more violent. Street Fighter? Yes. Mortal Kombat's more violent. Yes. Yeah. By a lot. By a lot. Yeah. Oh, Doug. Yeah. The finale, finale, fatalities. Finale, yeah. Fatalities. So Ghost Rider's his favorite. Yeah, and he, he's been asking, he's been borrowing his dad's phone with his permission yeah. to text me and mm-hmm. ask, like, what they could watch. And they watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Good. they, they yeah, liked yeah, yeah. it. Uh, and they watched the first one, and he could handle that. They watched the first movie with Nick Second Cage. one's way and that's more what fun. I, and that's what I said. I said it's more, way fun, more fun, but it's more violent, too, isn't it? Kind I don't of. think so. It's definitely more um, intense. It's so weird that that exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I by far recommend that one over the first one. I think I'll I watch actually it. really like Spirit of Vengeance. I'm going to watch it, and then I'm going to see if it's good to watch with him. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. But he's, it's, he's getting older, but he's not that old. So. Yeah, like it's... I do want to be the cool net, uh, uncle that like shows it's, some cool movies. It's cool that he likes Ghost Rider because I loved Ghost Rider when I was a kid. Actually, now uh, I got this. They just released a couple years ago this Lego set with Spider-Man and Ghost Rider. And it blew my mind that there was a Ghost Rider Lego. And it's like, where was this when I was a kid? I would have eaten this shit up. Daniel Warren. Probably literally choked on Yeah. <laughs> I need to have the power. Um, Daniel Warren Johnson posted a, like a quick sketch of Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. I'm and sure it was amazing. It was. Amazing. And I sent it straight to my brother-in-law so that he could uh, <sighs> take a look. Daniel Johnson's so good. He is. And so um, anytime I see like a cool Ghost Rider thing, it's like not... Also, he went to the comic book store and he's like super confused because there's like three of them right now. Yeah. Right and the, I'm trying to think if the new... I don't. I feel like the new series isn't too bad. It's not as intense as some Ghost Rider I stuff. I think it's the hell stuff that scares him. Yeah. You might want to avoid the recent run because there's yeah. a lot. He wants stuff that's like demons are... He's like, that's fun. Yeah. But because it's just monsters. And yeah. then like when it was like literal hell, he was, he was having some it's a little it's a little much. like eyeballs on the ground yeah stuff. you might want to avoid like all the 90s stuff because that was especially when they were trying like this shit's motherfucker it's so weird i was like because they kept picking up a uh, batman damned when we were at the comic book stuff and no, i was like no 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 pe- no, no, no peeners no. in this one but uh there's not not a peener in no, sight but no 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 not batman damned no. no 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 that's the one that got pulled right yeah first issue a bunch of cowards yeah well, now, but now we know why, because your your nephew was going to pick it up That's and see true. Batman's dead. Well, he was just grabbing it because he was like, oh, it's a square and cover. Feel, and feel bad about himself. <laughs> Look at that, the shadow. Yeah. Remember when people measured Luigi's penis inside the pants? I remember when you told me about it. 
Did you want to know how big? No, it's okay. So what do you think about... Do you think uh, it'll be in the Illumination movie? <laughs> do you think it'll come up? What do you What do you think about um, about the Disney Plus movie? Disney Plus movie? Disney, DC Universe Disney Plus movie. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about the Disney Plus app? Oh, so far, so good. Um, I actually really like that now they have a resume button, which I realized like, oh yeah, they need to have that because I don't want to keep going searching and scrubbing through where i was yeah. i think overall it works really well i haven't had any problems that other people have mentioned i haven't had it really crash on me i to be fair i have not used it as much as a lot of other people i've used it to watch yeah. the mandalorian and i've watched uh we can also go over the original content that we've watched and also i want to read from the audience from the discord to see what they're the most interested in but so far the original contents really got me captivated sorry i'm making a lot of noise with this stupid chair um the um and yeah i think the interface is pretty solid overall the search function's nice uh it's really cool seeing a lot of movies that i just didn't know were owned by disney like remember the titans did not know yeah, it was a disney movie i think that's a touchstone as well sister act i was very happy to see because i haven't seen it since i was a kid but i have tremendously found a lot of uh what is it kathy and jimmy movies uh between hocus pocus and uh and sister act that uh, i have not revisited since i was a kid and i you know, it was funny talking to my parents because my parents assume I know a lot of about things that I I don't know if I would make that assumption. But you know, like I guess what? like, hey DJ, what do you think about the Disney Plus app? And it's like, I, I don't know if I'm the, <laughs> an expert on this, but do you think it'd be good for us? I'm like, honestly, yeah. Like, it's uh, way up your out. There's yeah. a lot. These are a lot. Hey, I know one of your parents really likes the Hallmark Channel. Both of them. Oh, uh, both of them. There's but a good also, amount of content. And there's, they've got that new Noel movie with... Uh, um, Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. And then... Bill Hader's but, in that. <laughs> but here's the thing that blows my mind is Bedknobs and Broomsticks is on, on there. So I know they'd be into that. Um, but uh, is Hocus Pocus on there? Uh, let me see. Please. Uh, if I may plug one thing. Yes. Ready to run. Ready to run. Yeah. If I may read the synopsis. Yes, please. And I will check for Hocus Pocus in a second. Or, yeah, I'll check for it in a second. Uh, it is a Disney Channel original movie. Quickie synopsis. This came out in 2000. It's an hour 28 minutes. It's a quick watch. Corey dreams of becoming a jockey despite her father's race-related death. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, and here's the full synopsis. Yes. Although her father died in a race-related accident, Corey Ortiz dreams of becoming a jockey in the predominantly male sport of thoroughbred horse racing. Despite her mother's misgivings, Corey uses her gift her grandmother calls the, quote, confidence of horses to help her horse, (laughs) Thunder Jam, overcome his fears and then guides him all the way to the California Derby. My friend... Christian Guerrero plays the younger brother in it. I won't shut up about it. Now everyone can watch it. I couldn't find it anywhere forever. I had to watch a stupid Vimeo backwards stream of it so I could see him in there. The movie's fine, actually. Yeah. And uh, and also, it's got this... Uh, it's got a character actor that you've seen in, like, everything. Uh, it's got um, Nestor Serrano. If you look at, it, at his face, you'd be like, oh, it's okay. that guy. Always, like, a president's aide in, like, a movie yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. And, uh, but anyways, let's see if it's got the old Hocus Pocus... I'd just say watch Ready to Run before you got to anything else. Hocus Pocus is here in 1993. It's boom. Love it, man. I haven't seen that that since I was a kid either. I rewatched it this year. Yeah. Does Uh, it hold up? Yes. Okay, It is weird that like the younger sister keeps being like, yeah, my older brother's like a virgin. Ha ha. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, because he lights a candle and starts all the madness. 
And yeah, like it has to be lit by a virgin on the, the Hallows Eve. Yeah. And it's the little sister keeps making fun of him and saying, like, ha, he's 16 and he's still a virgin. That probably messed with a lot of kids like subconsciously. It's like, oh yeah, I just don't want to be a virgin, but I'm 16 or I might bring witches out. <laughs> <laughs> I might bring all the witches. Also, uh, uh, who is the Shape of Water amphibian man? And Doug Jones. He plays... Oh, the guy with the, the corpse. Yeah, 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 yeah. The corpse with the stone Man, I have not seen that. You know what's weird is I might watch that around Christmas time. Nightmare Before Christmas is on there, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy Meets World, the entire series entire is on there. Entire series. Which made me incredibly happy. And Girl Meets World is on there as well because I knew there was a couple episodes of that that dealt more with Boy Meets World that I thought, like, maybe I'll check it out. But where and when and mm-hmm. how? <gasps> now I know. The original Frankenweenie. I watched that as a Hell kid. yeah. It's a black and white short film from uh, Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. I wonder if the new Frankenweenie's on there. Let's see. Because uh, I actually really like that movie. It's a stop motion movie. Um, and mm. I think it's one of uh, yes. Tim Burton's. It is on there? Yes. That's insane. And so is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Amazing. Yeah. Big win. Love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I really want to rewatch that. It's oh. it's re- so good. What about Mr. Boogity? Okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a huge fan of that film that was there. Wait. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How many Herbie from movies do we have? <gasps> I believe we got the whole. We got uh we got uh, all the okay. herbies. We don't have okay, the love bug, nineteen sixty nine, nice yeah. first off, but yeah. also cool. We got the love bug, and then they got uh Herbie Rides Again in yeah. nineteen seventy four. Again, hour hour and a half. That's all you need for a movie, really. Then you have Herbie Goes Bananas. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo is the third film in the franchise. Okay. Then Herbie Goes Bananas, and that was a staple in the Basher house. Oh, there you go. And then in 2005, you had Herbie Fully Loaded with Justin Long and Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan, yeah, yeah. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Herbie franchise. That's fair, man. It's a pretty, it's a, hey, Herbie walked so the cars could uh, run right into our hearts. <laughs> Herbie's mad. Herbie just worked because he's magic. There's nothing weird about it. But now we're wondering about the organs and the sex life of cars. Now, yeah, yeah, the weird and the evolutionary uh, whatever. Terry Fournier says in the in the live chat. He says gargoyles, which is great. I've also been enjoying. Um, there was Avengers: Earth Mightiest Heroes. Ooh, I want to check it out. Which I think came out after Avengers was announced, but before the movie came out. Um, and so there was two seasons of the show that I heard from other fans of mine that was just a really good encapsulation of all the, com- all the comic stuff distilled into one series. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, whenever I have, it's tough because I, going to the end of the year, we've got a lot of stuff. Yeah. We don't have a lot of like, I just want to watch stuff for a fun time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, that's Rick and Morty, I guess. Yeah. Me. Yeah. So, uh, but whenever I do have that time, I've been checking that out. And, and so far the actual setup for the first two episodes is like, oh yeah, you could have, this could have been a really good setup for the movie, just like right off to the races, because everybody has been doing their thing and they have their own rogues. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's four distinct super prisons, and there's breakouts at all of them simultaneously. Oh, cool! And that's why they all have to come together. And each each one of them is are at, like there's a gamma prison for all the Hulk's villains, but he's Bruce Banner is currently held at that prison. Oh, cool! And so like they're all at different prisons, and it's like this is actually a really solid setup for like, oh, guys, we gotta. We got to figure our shit out and start working together. <laughs> Quick side thing on Immortal Hulk. Uh, they set up in Al Ewing's run that the head of Roxxon is a minotaur that can shapeshift and look like a human. Mm-hmm. And now after the uh, War of the Realms, he just looks like a minotaur now. And so it's like this enormous dude. It looks so cool. That's and they're about funny. to fight. I'm, I'm really excited about it. He's That's gross. Cool. Um, by the way, I saw this thumbnail of this family on a raft. Yes. And I saw a three-name title that started with Swiss. So I thought it was Swiss Army Man for a second, and I was like, oh, 
What the hell? Not he Swiss put, Family Robinson? <laughs> no, it was, Swiss, it was Swiss Family Robinson. I want to give Tron a shot. Yeah, the original. I don't think I've ever seen the original. Or just go through all the Muppets movies. I'm very excited that they are there. I want to give Return to Oz a shot, too, because I, I want to be terrified. Have you even, have you even never seen it? I saw, I saw clips. I saw it when I was a kid, and it is very... Um, I love the idea of, like... what I don't remember what the pumpkin head guy's name is but there's also tiktok that was a robot Pumpkinhead was called Pumpkinhead. i Great. think i think it or, just looks really cool oh yeah it, it gave me never-ending story vibes what do you think about the shaggy da that's no, not it's the shaggy dog yeah. but he's a district he's a attorney. DA. no that's okay well here's the one that always kind of messed with me as a kid was flight of the navigator i've never seen it but obviously i think steve talks about it a lot do you know the premise isn't it like one of those like the video game is training you to go help the aliens fight the bad guys? Not not real. I mean, okay. kind of in the beginning, but then it basically it opens with this kid who is playing a video game and, and training and everything, and then on his way home he kind of gets like lost. And there's a bright light. Yeah. Then he goes home, and his parents are like twenty years older. Yeah. His older his younger brother is now an adult, and you're like, yeah, you went missing for 20 years we thought you were dead yeah basically in that flash he got abducted by aliens and he controlled an alien spaceship it's one of those really dark disney movies that they did where he was gone for 20 years because the navigator needs uh or the flying navigator he needed to be a navigator for a ship to run that's the name of a classic story where a guy goes off and then when he comes back everybody's asian i'm trying to remember the name of the thing I'll, I'll remember once the show's done. What <laughs> once is, we're done recording. What is a, a Pollyanna? Because there's a, the movie Pollyanna is on yes. here, so I'm guessing it's a reference to Pollyanna, the film. But you ever heard people yeah. being described as a Pollyanna? Yes, and I don't know. I don't remember what it is. Me neither. So over here in uh, the Discord, we asked you guys what you're thinking about Disney Plus, mm-hmm. um, and we got a lot of love for it. Like Kayla Marie says, I want more original content. Give me more. Same. Israel K, I wish there was uh, more of a continue watching tab or notifications when ongoing shows updated. Um, but I like what's there, and it's nice to find things I forgot about. Same. Um, da, 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 da. Da, da, da. Kayla Marie also likes the show Encore. I need to check it out because uh, it's Kristen Bell. I, th- yes. I give her. I want to give her. I, what I've heard. The pr- do you know the premise? No. So okay, let me go ahead and pull it up just to make sure I I get it right. Is uh, what. Yes. Okay. So it is Kristen Bell as a like a teacher slash host slash mm. kind of judge too, brings together old drama like classes yeah. who did like plays at high schools and they all come together like twenty years later and put do the play again. Yeah. So they, if they did rent, that sounds in high like school, something my parents would watch. Yeah. Exactly. See? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a safe one where it's like yeah. yeah. It's it's episodic. So they did Beauty and the Beast, Annie, and The Sound of Music so far. There you go. Yeah. And uh, the, they were the class of. Oh, cool, cool. So they're all over the country, too. So they're like, the class of 92 comes back and does The Sound of Music again. That's cool. Yeah, that's a fun... It's way up Disney's market alley. I did watch Camp Rock for the first time because it's on the app. And, uh, Demi Lovato? A, uh, One uh, of the Jonas's? In, in, all three. Oh. Joe, Joe is the star, but all three show up. Kevin's got some the, dumbass the, sideburns in it. The one time Joe got to be the star. Joe is the... No, 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 yeah, Joe's the star. Wait, hold on. Kevin is the one you're thinking of. Kevin's the oldest. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Joe Joe still gets to be. He's the one married to Game of Thrones. Kevin's the far one. Oh yeah, Kevin. Is Kevin the, is the one. He's the one you. Yeah. He wasn't even a star in the Disney movie. No, he wasn't. Uh, Kevin and Nick 
were in the movie. I'll be honest, I didn't finish it, but I got the gist. <laughs> I, got, um, I got the broad strokes. And it's uh, and it's really hard to watch. <laughs> yeah. Maggie, I know you're listening right now, and I'm sorry because it feels like it's way up your alley too. Also, in an interview recently, Demi Lovato talked about how she was like high during the making of Camp Rock. Anyways, just fun <laughs> facts I've learned. Fun Disney fact. <laughs> fun Disney fact. Uh, do you think you're going to check out Avatar again? No. My uh, my wife did not hadn't seen it since it was in theaters, and she was she remembered liking it then, and she started watching it, and then I went to bed, and I was like, <laughs> "What did you think?" And she's like, "Oh, it sucked." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yes." Although I will say, and I don't know if we've talked about this before, there's one scene in Avatar that sticks with me that I think now that because I I think back on it fairly regularly, I I might genuinely love this one scene. It's with um, and I just blanked out his name. The guy that plays the bad guy. He's also in Don't Breathe. Yeah, uh, Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang, uh, who's an actor I really enjoy. Same. But in Avatar, we established that the environment is toxic to humans, which is why they live they in need the thing to be in the people. That doesn't make any sense. We're not going to linger on that. Uh, but that's why they need to become the blue people. They need to literally culturally appropriate. Yes, 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 yes. It's basically the premise of Get Out, but doesn't realize it's a horror movie. But it's supportive of the people doing that. Anyway, <laughs> Avatar's a bad the movie. The hero is when, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, oh, yeah. Keeps yeah, from yeah. Barry gets to take over Daniel Kaluuya's body. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway... Um, but uh, the good guys are making their escape. It's it's classic, like end of the second act. Uh oh, everything's lost. But then the good guys make their scrappy mistake, and they're they're escaping from the base. The hangar's open, so it's open to the environment. Stephen Lang like basically kicks down a door, pulls out his gun, holds his breath the whole time, and unloads an entire clip into their ship before somebody runs up to give him like a breather. And I'm like, that motherfucker's a badass. Mm-hmm. And that's the moment where you're like, yeah, this James Cameron made Terminator. James Cameron made Aliens. Like that's. That for one brief moment, you're like, that's that guy. Why do you think they invested in four more avatars? Because it's the highest grossing movie of all time forever and ever up until Endgame. With, adju- with adjustment? No, with adjustment, I think uh, Gone with the Wind is still the highest grossing. But you also have to remember that um, with a lot of those uh, older movies, they, they were in theaters. Forever. Yeah, because there wasn't reruns, there wasn't TV, there wasn't like, they, it was TV, but they didn't rerun movies on tv you couldn't own it it was before vhs and definitely before dvd so like star wars was in theaters for the full year Mm -hmm. you know what i mean they would have huge runs so like on the one hand there's inflation but on the other hand theater runs are incredibly short now so it's just this weird catch point too but i think uh adjusted for inflation gone with the wind is still the highest grossing movie of all time interesting yeah um the sound of uh sound of music is still on uh, Disney Plus, but that was made me think of something I wanted to say. Oh, let's did talk- I say Sound of Music was that? No, you said Gone with Wind. Okay, but okay. then in my head they blend together. But gotcha. um, I did want to say, um, out of the original content, I wanted to kind of dive into that, and then I want to read more from the Discord. Yeah. Uh, what has been? What have you watched of the original content? So you got, we review the Mandalorian. Yes, and um, forecast question, and that's yeah. basically it. So I've watched a little bit more. Began the Imagineering story, and it's very cool. cool. If you just want, like, if you're kind of like in the mood for like a documentary, yeah, really good. Please, for the love of God. Everyone listening right now, check out Free Solo. It's on the Nat Geo part of it. Free Solo rules. It is about someone who is free without ropes, climbing the sheer face uh, in Yosemite. No thanks. And, and oh, it's it. I've never been more stressed out in a movie. Like, uh, what was it? The, uh, the night comes for us. Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not the no, night no, comes no. For us. Uh, 
It Comes at Night. It Comes at Night. Yeah. <sighs> That's really tricky. Very different movies. Uh, it Comes at Night. That movie was extremely stressful. But yeah. Free Solo, it's, it's a feat... It's it's like a, a feat for humanity the what he's able to do with his body and the way he's able yeah. to accomplish this. It's dangerous. It's scary, and, but it's also super compelling. It's one of my favorite documentaries I've ever watched. But that being said, check out Free Solar. Check out the Imagineering story. I think it's really cool. Like yeah. just watching people build theme park rides. And it's Disney rides. It's super cool. Forky asked a question. Watch all the episodes. Making a friend is my favorite one so yeah. far. What? No. no. So good joke. Yeah. Good joke. Well, it was writer. funny when he first does the what? No, I'm like. Uh, it feels like a joke from a sitcom in the 50s. Like the woman on the phone, like, what? No, but the way it pays off at yeah. the end of the thing, it's like, that was solid. Yeah, it was super funny. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I watched Jeff Goldblum's show, and I watched the ice cream episode. I was, so I've heard mixed th- I'm going to be honest. I've heard mixed things about the Jeff Goldblum and show. And I have mixed feelings Gotcha. It. Um, I did want to check out. It's weird. It's one of the – and Tattoos is the newest episode. So it's uh, mm. Sneakers, Ice Cream, Tattoos. No. So it's a good, like, mix the Ice Cream episode is one of the most well-produced docu-series I've ever seen. Okay. It's so, and it's well-written, and like the whoever the producers and the writers are on the show are working their asses off. And what I thought would be great was like, it's like watching a Wes Anderson character, I discover what the real world's like, you yeah. know? I, but it's more like if you asked your dad to go, or you asked your friend's kooky dad yeah, yeah, to yeah. go and explore like Thai food for the first time. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just a little too spicy for me, but you know, they do noodles this way. And it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it feels, I get why people like it. And I think there's like, I might watch it if I was like unbelievably bored. Yeah. I now have so many streaming services that like, when will you I don't ever think, be I don't think forever. I, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's not bad. And like what they do in the episode is really cool. It's Jeff Goldblum as the host. I find not as, compelling which sucks no. and that's a big okay. part of why anthony bourdain was so popular what if you replace jeff goldblum with forky that'd be great because <laughs> he goes in they go to ben and jerry's and he's yeah. making puns and stuff and yeah. he doesn't quite understand the world it's a world according to forky yeah sounds great yeah um but they do go to ben and they meet ben and jerry which mm-hmm. is good to see that they're alive yeah um they're very weird mm-hmm. and they heated up the ice cream by sitting on it for a second and i was like Mm-hmm. at first it was funny and then it was like that's what they always do and I'm like that's gross that you admitted that on camera yeah. uh, and then they met the guy who created Salt and Straw you ever been there? no so it's like or it's it's creative ice cream like cool. when you see the ingredients it's like black pepper and like pickles or something in a, yeah. a thing and you're like come on stop being an asshole just make good ice cream and then yeah. you have it and you're like it actually tastes really good yeah. alright fine you got me Like oh, it's like honeysuckle and like cream and you're like Okay, it tastes, yeah. like, it tastes like magic. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. They go and make a gold bloom flavor, and they go out foraging for flowers and berries and stuff in the woods. And they make they make uh, like a small batch of ice cream, and then they take it to an aircraft carrier and they give it to Marines. And I was like, this oh, is all cool. yeah. It's like all of it's cool, and like all they they teach you cool things. And it's when Jeff Goldblum explaining it, it's like if he were on the phone with someone reading instructions over it. That's what it sounds like. Where it's like someone doesn't. He doesn't seem like he's connecting really with what's happening. Interesting. Yeah, so it's a bummer, but I do want to check out Encore because I like the idea mm-hmm. of like parents recreate, like yeah, parents who liked acting, but they're like, we didn't go into it, so now they get to just try it once, like one yeah. more time for a TV show. That's cute. Yeah. I, I find that cute. I get why that wouldn't be up your alley. 
I think that's just like a fun wish fulfillment thing. Yeah, also, yeah, it's yeah. Kristen Bell who's going to come. Mm-hmm. And you have to go back to your high school and you're like, oh my God, my fucking bad memories are coming back to me. But I, hey, fuck all you guys because I'm with Kristen Bell doing Sound of Music. I'm hanging out with Chris, I'm, my best BFF, Kristen Bell. And I haven't practiced singing in 20 years. <laughs> so you suck it. You're all going to applaud. Yeah, you can applaud. Uh, so Gary, Gary, Gary has a question for us. How long do you think Disney Plus can be sustained on nostalgia before they're forced to make even more original content besides Marvel and Star Wars stuff? I mean, do you think uh, do you think it'll even be a problem at all? Well, you just mentioned a couple things that are not uh, beholden to Marvel and Star Wars stuff. I think we focus on that more because that's our fan base and that's you know where our interests lie. When, um, but uh, I do think you know I wouldn't be surprised if down the road this basically replaces the Disney Channel. Maybe not anytime soon, but I could see Disney Channel esque shows mm-hmm. coming to exist here. Um, and a lot of that was original stuff. It's not stuff I would watch, but it's still original stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, and uh, just thinking about the show's on there it's like yeah I'm probably going to spend most of my time with the Marvel and Star Wars brand and those by their very nature are not because even Mandalorian is technically original the character is technically original and the story is technically original but it doesn't feel that way you know what I mean like like, and so even in that stuff and with Marvel it's always going to it's I would be genuinely surprised if they ever introduce a leading character on the Marvel app before they're in the comic. You know what I mean? Before they're... So I would imagine all those... In the comic, what do you mean? Like, like I would be surprised if they created a new Marvel character to specifically run a show before they're ever... They're all going to be based off pre-existing material. And now I'm understanding what you're saying. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm not saying they wouldn't do that, Mm -hmm. but it would surprise me. Especially with so much content to pull from. Like, why do you need to create somebody for your show? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of had to create some characters. They had to create a button. And that's on Disney Plus, right? Um, it, Inhumans is thank God. Um, we <laughs> and have run, and Runaways and Runaways because that's Jeez. ending. No, no surprise there. Agent Carter's there, but give it a little bit and it will it will be there. Uh, clearly an error. It's Agent Job Ma- Maisk Agent Hit. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be Agents of Smash. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Which was a fun idea for a show. Yeah. I'm glad Agent Carter's on there. That that show counts. That does that that show count out she, of all of them. All of all of them because she showed up from the movies. Characters from the movies do show up, and then one of the characters that introduced on her show showed up in Endgame. Yeah, that younger. one counts. And he was a good good yeah. cast. You kind of had to. You got to give me that. Yeah, got to give me that guy. And also, I think is Agent Carter the best of them. Season one might be. Season one's basically perfect. And there's a couple seasons of Agents of Shield that are basically solid all the way. Through. Yeah, I'd say three. I'd say. There's six seasons. Upswing starts at the end of season one, and mm-hmm. it continues through season two. But like season three is really solid. Three. When is, what, what, what? What was three? Three was four. Definitely because that was Ghost Rider. That was pretty and good. And LMDs. And, and that was really good. Three was five was time space. Uh, oh, Hive was season three, and that was all. That was pretty cool. I really dug that with Hive and Lash. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. They actually made Lash look pretty cool. Yes, it, agreed. But you said Marvel and Star Wars, and you just like skimmed right over Pixar? Oh, yeah. You, you know what? It'd be more expensive to do a Pixar-level TV show. There's a reason Forkiest uh, Questions it's is like three, three minutes. It's a YouTube video. Yeah. Which is fine. Although, very much thankful that the shorts are on there, because those shorts, a lot of those shorts are brilliant. They're, what is it? Um, um, Kit Bull? Kipple. Very emotionally um And they have all emotional. They've released uh, a lot of the shorts that would go before movies as separate 
which is great shorts. because if I ever missed any of those, because I didn't see Good Dinosaur, so I don't know what yeah. short was before. And then sometimes they'd release shorts with the DVD release of some of the movies. You know what I mean? Uh, now they're all there. I don't know what La Luna was a part of, but it was a short attached to a movie, but I forgot what it was. Mm. La Luna is, I think, one of my favorite uh, Pixar shorts. Piper is also a really good one where yeah. it's a little bird. But La Luna, do you know that one? Mm-mm. It's three. It's an old man, a dad-aged guy, and then a young boy going out to do like, they're like kind of like, Italian something like yeah. living in the old country though like they they go out into the water and it looks like they're gonna go fishing and they drop an anchor and then the moon comes up and they take out a big ladder and they put it on the moon <laughs> and they go up and they sweep all the little stars that crash on the moon to make the shape of like the crescent moon or anything and yeah. like uh, and like meteors hit and they're like giant stars and like basically it's the generations of people who have been just going up and they sweep the moon and they make yeah. the moon look like the, how yeah, it's supposed cool. to look. Um, it's like... Um, you should uh, watch it. It's favorite, very cute. One of my favorite issues of um, Lock and Key. Oh, my... Where you go behind the curtain. Oh, so you, I, you yeah. did... So I gave you that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It makes me cry. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> really good. It's very sad. Uh, uh, did you read... Sorry. Did you read the the um, Lock and Key Dog Days one shot? Big waste of time. M- more big waste of money. Yeah. It was like a f- five buck uh, cover charge. It was a preview page. Uh, yeah. I like this. very. Although I, I'm going to read his new series with the comedian. Uh, like, did that come with you in the in the print version? There was a preview of his new comic that yeah. involves a former cop that's a comedian. Yeah, I came with it. I didn't read it because I was so angry about the other <laughs> stuff. I was like, fair. That's fair. Because like, there's going to be more books, lock and key books coming yeah. out, right? Yeah, and, I think so. I think that's what that's supposed. And to the represent. house flipping around was cool. Yeah. It was and, five bucks. And I like, Fuck off. I like the idea that like the dog was the boy or the boy was the dog. Dude, great. I'm not I don't but dislike again, anything five, was there. Five, five bucks. bucks. That's two dollars. You know what? DC would have given me that for like seventy five cents. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And made it as a promo for some the year of the villain or some shit. Whatever. <laughs> uh I will say uh Kit Bull is definitely worth watching on the Pixar on the Pixar app. I'm gonna be rewatching Ratatouille because Ratatouille's so good. It's it brings me so much joy yeah. watching that movie. Also, up, I rewatched the beginning and immediately like wanted to cry. Mm-hmm. And I was doing it this like this job I'm doing right now. I was trying to watch it while I was working, and I my eyes kept getting glued to it. I'm like, fuck, I can't watch anything yeah. on this app because it's it, th- that's a good testament to the app that everything on this app is something that I don't want to passively watch. Yeah, CW shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some shows that I just like watch in the background. Like yeah. I'll, I'll have the office on where it's like, oh yeah, I've watched this enough times that yeah. I can I can just listen to it. And when we it. were moving, we tried to put the prestige on that's not a very no, good no we kept, yeah. i kept stopping and watching it because yeah. i love that movie yeah that's not a good one to pick yeah you pick a cars too for that there, one there <laughs> it is there it is any of the cars movies and i kind of want to watch bugs life again because i liked it when i was a kid i didn't like it when i was a kid which makes me also want to revisit it just to see if maybe i wasn't wasn't ready for it. i own it i own that one that's Wally. that's one of my all-time favorites and i'm gonna rewatch the first incredibles uh, and I and I keep trying Monsters University because I didn't hate it. It's good. I like Monsters University. It's like Finding Dory. It's not bad. P- yeah. Pixar is hard pressed to make a bad movie. I'm not saying they haven't done it. I'm just saying it's hard for them. <laughs> um, but it's tough with like Finding Nemo is a classic. Monsters Inc is a classic, and the sequels are fine. Uh, and I can't wait to rewatch Inside Out. I think that's going to be the first Pixar. Inside Out. I, I also own that one because it's it's brilliant. Um, but I did want to hop into the Discord before we head out. Um, let me go ahead and check really quick. By the way, little plug, we're going to watch Watchmen on Sundays. Make sure you yes. join us. Uh, yeah, a first show you would never find on the Disney Plus app. STS 
2884. Disney Plus should reboot some of their older shows based on popularity. It w- worked great for DuckTales. That is the show I'm going to check out is the, yeah. the new DuckTales. Because Ben Schwartz, he's, I have like this weird allegiance where I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to, of course I'm going to go ben see Schwartz Sonic. Ben a blue character? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he, he has played a lot well, of We're going to watch characters. Sonic because we're going to review it. I want those dang shoes, Puma. <laughs> Puma. Puma, <laughs> give me a call. I really, really want them. Uh, as Maggie Whitmer mentioned, uh, by far her favorite is the Imagineering story. I live for the behind the scenes of the parks. That makes sense. Uh, there should be a watch list bar. Uh, Nathan, uh, the man, mentions. Yeah, it's. I, I wish there was one where it just says continue watching so yeah. you, I could keep track of what I've seen yeah. so far. And again, we mentioned this on, I think it was the Mandalorian review, that like uh, we have friends that are much more um, attuned to technical specs and stuff like that. And, very, and I, I would argue... For, compared to me smarter about that stuff like what apps like they should have mm-hmm. but i would also argue like again netflix wasn't rolled out with an entire world watching it it was we were getting dvds once a week from them and we were still going to blockbuster and then and then they they had a website and then slowly that built up to where i think they still sell send out the dvds but like who you can get them we, yeah who do we know that participates in that it's the platform you know what i mean and so it, they didn't this is rolling out with all eyes on it. So yeah, there's going to be hiccups. HBO Max HBO Max might only do better in that HBO Now exists. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of those kinks might have been worked out with that app. And DC Universe if they want to pull anything from that, you So know. to get to make sure I'm all squared away here. HBO Go is if you have a subscription to HBO for cable, you can use that to open HBO Go. Yes. And HBO Now is its own streaming service that you can pay for. Yes, which is what I have. Yeah, and then if you did... But then you can do HBO Max, which has all so, of Warner Brothers content ever. Yeah, so with me, since I already have HBO Now through HBO, I should be getting HBO Max for essentially for free. That's going to be attached to my HBO Now thing. If you have wow. HBO Now through like Hulu or through Amazon Prime as like an addition, there's going to be difficulty with it. your same login won't work you'll have to like create a new thing but can, is it, can you use the same subscription uh, i don't think so i think you basically have to cancel your your plug-in on hulu or amazon prime and create your own new hbo specific login mm-hmm. uh, Gary, and then you get the hbo max stuff which is great because it, with hbo max's price point like there's no way i'm doing both are you kidding me mm-hmm. no i can't yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. that's insane but, but i can't wait for hbo max i'm excited to see i mean it's gonna have shows not gonna come out until like three years from now well, so here's a question for that and we should be winding down soon but the um do you think the green lantern show will be closer to something um like the cw shows the dc universe shows like titans of doom patrol or like watchmen I hope it's more. I hope it's a good mix between Doom Patrol and Watchmen. Yes, um, also that would not be as great. not as political. I don't think it needs to be. It can be. Yeah. Of course, there's plenty of room for space cops. Yeah, 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 there should be some criticism where it's like they just deputize random people yeah, yeah, yeah. that have strong wills. Like yeah. that sounds scary for a cop. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds. I don't need a spineless cop, but that yeah. sounds like super scary. That it's like, yeah, these like really thick headed people that we found <laughs> all over the galaxy. Uh, we're gonna give them the ultimate weapon ever created. It'll work out great. Any listen, dark we, thought they ever have comes to they, life. listen. They have to be trained by Kilowog. Yeah, the, Kilowog has to beat it out of them. Y- yes. Ugh. Uh, Encore is such an adorable pure show that warms my heart and Kayla Marie says oh no 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 uh, Terry Fournier says uh, loved everything hated nothing except for the lack of hours in a day I feel you there 
Um, Gary, Gary, Gary says, I haven't watched anything except for the high school musical, the musical series, which when I found out what that was, I was confused by it. I was like, no. that's not for me. But then when I heard what it was, I was like, this is actually a great idea. No. It's literally just a soap opera of them recreating high school musical in a play. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about any of that, but you know what? It but was I get why for me I, anyway. I get why it succeeds. Yeah. yeah I get yeah. why people love it so much. Like that's a, that's a pretty good and, one. And them doing, having a high school musical something for their app makes all the sense in the world. Uh, Brenda saying they love the Mandalorian High School Musical, the musical. Um, and Catherine says, I have no shame saying I'm all about the High School Musical, the musical series. <laughs> and I watched the Anna Kendrick Christmas movie, Noel. I need to stop moving that around. Uh, which was hella cheesy, but I sat through all the cringe because I love her. Well, there's yeah, your answer there for that. Parents will love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people saying, oh, Gary, Gary, Gary. The only thing I would change about this is I wish the episodes were longer for a show that's only going to be 10 episodes. It seems that we're moving pretty slow, but I haven't seen the third ep yet, so I shouldn't say that. The- it seems like he's referring to The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long do you think Disney Plus... Yeah, you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Uh, more 80s and 90s content from Efren. I would agree uh, with the continue watching feature and a more accurate recommended page. I wouldn't mind a recommended page. Yeah. Or uh, Netflix's search engine's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Their algorithm, yeah, you yeah. know, it's it's very good at, at categorizing things in ways that, that it's easy for me to digest things I wouldn't normally watch. Yeah, you said algorithm, and now I think Google's going to buy Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. They could probably do it. No. I would agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I have a friend who works at Disney+, Plus, and trust me, there's plenty more original content to come. Maggie doing the name drop. In the Discord. Yeah, and we got uh, the, all those Marvel shows coming, which I'll be interested to see how. I mean, the qual the quality of the Mandalorian is pretty impressive. And, yeah, and it, with all the time that they have, they they're gonna make a. I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the scores. Yeah. Lud- get Ludwig Gornson, who does the score for the Mandalorian, which fucking rules, by yeah. the way, to do any of the Marvel shows. Yeah, specifically, I want you know what I want like the mix of Doctor Strange's theme song. Mm-hmm. With like a Dick Van Dyke sitcom theme song, I want something like otherworldly mixed in with like Legion, but mixed with uh, Mary Tyler Moore. I want like that for the vision. Wanda for WandaVision, Vision, yeah, yeah, yeah. That show can be bonkers crazy, yep. and I hope it is. We'll see. We'll see. We got a, we got time to wait. There's a lot of time to spend yeah. money on an app. <laughs> we got to invest. Gang Disney needs their money. They're barely staying afloat. <laughs> All right, guys, if you like what we're doing over here, you like this podcast, please share it with your friends. Uh, let us know. You can tweet us at Only Stupid Answers. And gather from Stupid. Your thoughts on the Disney Plus app and the shows that you like. And uh, Sam, what are you up to? Where can people find you? I don't know. I'm farting around. You can find me down at the old Blockbuster Bowling Alley. That's where I usually get my lunch. But also you can find me at Sam Basher on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Liquid Lunch? Liquid Lunch. <laughs> yeah, at the Bowling Alley. <laughs> uh, that sounds like an alcoholic <laughs> problem. <laughs> uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm at DJ Talks Trash. Everywhere that matters. Everywhere that matters. And we will see you next week. Get excited for the holidays, dang it. Better watch the Watchmen reviews or I'm going to come beat you up. I'm never going to threaten violence. And you know I'd crumble as soon as you tur- looked me in the eye. <laughs> Anywho, bye. Bye. <laughs>